Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello and welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson and this is episode number 37. So this episode is part two of an interview I did with Anna Ratala, who is an inspiring and unstoppable entrepreneur who at the age of six years old, Anna preferred to play office instead of with Barbies and she asked for a fax machine for Christmas. I mean, this is a girl after my own heart. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then pause this one and go back to catch part one. And if you've already listened to part one, then you are in for a real treat with part two as we dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, the challenges, and also what it looks like to be a woman running a business. So let's dive into this book. Because I'm on's book. I love's book. I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> so tell me, tell the listeners what this book is and what kind of led you to see that there was a gap and a need in the podcasting world. Yeah. So what we are is we are essentially a platform that makes podcast advertising process instant, easy, and transparent. And we do that with the help of data and micropayments. And really the whole goal that we're, the, the problem that we're trying to solve is on one hand, marketeers and brands have started to understand that when they reach out to their customers, it's no longer about selling, right? Like hard selling, like we just talked about, right? Just go and buy this, right? It is about communicating. It is about engagement. It's about storytelling. It's about authenticity, right? And really listening to your customer, which is why, you know, influencer marketing has become such a powerful tool for a lot of marketeers, right? But obviously those platforms, you know, your traditional social media platforms are getting pretty crowded. Everybody's an influencer for something. Everybody's endorsing something. And so it's very easy to kind of scroll through a post or even an ad, right? So brands have started to look for new channels, right? Where they could actually reach their customers in a very authentic way. And on the other hand, podcasting is really exploding. The listenership is going wild. There are, I think, 17,000 new podcasts every week that are being created worldwide. And obviously, you know, some of them are just one episode and then, you know, you get bored. But some of them, like yours, right, they continue to actually grow and you continue to to put time into it, right? And 90%, over 90% of audio creators are actually long tail content creators, meaning that the audience is relatively niche. It can be small. It can be even a few hundred or a few thousand listeners, but it's very niche. And the audience is very engaged, right? Just because you have less listeners doesn't mean that they're any less valuable than someone who has a million, right? It's just less of them. So for a brand, it's an amazing way to reach a highly engaged audience. However, it's very tedious for them to reach out to a hundred different podcasts and some networks and trying to figure out how to put together a campaign. Our platform actually makes that easy. So a brand goes into the platform, they set their budget, their criteria in two seconds. They'll have a list of podcasts, regardless of the size, right? That actually match the content and they're aligned with the brand. So they can actually do their research and very easily with just a few clicks, purchase host red ad campaigns with those content creators. And on the other side, for the content creators, we're allowing them to be discoverable for the first time by 
the brands in a way that they've never been discoverable before. And so they have opportunities to monetize, but also just gain credibility by working with really exciting brands and build relationships with these brands. And what's really important to us is not just that we bring value to the creators and the marketeers, but we want to bring value also to the listeners, right? Because traditionally, everybody's always like, oh my gosh, I hate ads. People hate ads. That's not true. People hate bad ads and they hate poorly targeted ads, right? Poorly targeted, for sure. Exactly, right? Like when we're on YouTube and we get some random ad by like Liberty Insurance and it's like, oh, and it's interrupting our experience. I want nothing to do with that brand, right? But on podcasts, interestingly, 88% of listeners are open to hearing ads. That's a staggering percentage. Wow, 88%. It's almost everybody's like, yes, I'm actually open to hearing ads because the vast majority, over 95% of ads are read by the hosts. They're host read. There's host loyalty. And so you trust that a host actually respects me as a listener and would never spam me with something irrelevant. They're very often talking about their experiences with the brand or why they love it or how they got to know about them, right? And it's engaging. It's interesting to listen to. It's not some jingle that keeps on repeating. So People really love that. And this is something that's really important to us is that when we do this matchmaking process with brands and and podcasts, that we actually are doing it in a way that adds value to the listener. And that's why we really double down on the data, uh, on collection of data of, so what we collect is basically we do a lot of analysis on the podcast and on the content so we can understand what in the past three months podcasts have been discussing so that we can match them better with certain types of advertisers. And then, of course, we also learn when advertisers come to the platform, what are some of the podcasts they bought, but also what they didn't buy, right? What they looked at, which profiles they viewed or favorited, but for some reason didn't buy, right? So we start understanding apparel brands love this type of content creators, right? Or hospitality brands love this. And so we can better actually make the recommendations so that they actually benefit all three sort of parties involved. It's almost like a dating app (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what's really funny? It's like right now, if you want to buy ads on Facebook or Google or LinkedIn, you can do that with a few clicks. No minimum budget, nothing. You got 500 bucks. Sure, Facebook will take your money. Google will take your money. YouTube will take your money, right? And they turn that into multi-billion dollar advertising business. But if you as a brand say, hey, you know what? I'd love to work with an audio creator, right? Where can I take my $500? You have no idea where to start. It's very tedious. You start writing emails back and forth, trying to figure out who to work with. If you write to big guys, like I don't know, iHeart, for example, they'll say, oh, we have $50,000 minimum. We can't take your 500 bucks, right? So they'll take it and bring it to Facebook. And we say, hey, you know what? We believe that there should be a platform that allows, if a brand wants to spend $500 on reaching their customers, we believe that they should give it to an audio creator, to a podcaster who will actually help them to reach their audience, right? And so our platform obviously does have a variety of different, we don't represent any show. It's just basically a marketplace. So we have like shows like yours, right? And then we have iHeart and NPR and all of their shows. So if you do want to buy big shows across the network from one place, you can do that. But then if you want to really dig into the sort of more niche content creators, you can do that too. So there's something for everybody. That's amazing. And also it makes sense then because as a listener, because I listen to podcasts all the time, I would be more interested in listening to the ads because they are more niche specific. Yes. Right. So that's like, it's for me. 
it's been created. It's content that is very relevant to me. So I'm going to be more interested in listening to the ad. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Yeah. And I also like, I understand because I also have a YouTube channel and I watch my husband and I watch a lot on YouTube. My daughter, she's 12 years old. She watches a lot on YouTube. And all of a sudden these ads will pop up that I feel like have nothing to do. And it's like skips. Like I wait for the countdown. You can skip this ad and then it's an instant skip. They're very disruptive to the experience, right? And I just think that this is really, I think, really looking down on and kind of diminishing the the viewer, right? Like, I mean, we are the ones to consume the content. I am not here. I did not opt out to be someone to be bombarded with all these ads, right? I do want relevant products and services, but I want it be delivered to me in a respectful way. And I think this is one of the sort of trends that we also now see in marketing and advertising, right? It's it's no longer done on the brands and marketeers' terms. It's done on the consumer's terms, right? We're very particular about our data privacy, right? We're particular about where and how we consume the media, right? Everything's on demand. Like I decide when I want to listen to a podcast, where I want to listen it, which platform I want to listen it. And so I think it's just a respectful way for marketeers then to say, hey, let me then present to you what we have in the channel of your choice and in the way that you prefer, which in podcasts is host read ads that are endorsed by the host. That's fantastic. I'm finding this really fascinating. And I'd also, I would love to get your perspective on Let's say someone is thinking about starting a podcast, but they're like, oh my gosh, it's already so saturated. Everyone has a podcast nowadays. I feel like it's too difficult to grow an audience. You know, nobody's going to be interested in what I have to say. What would you say to them? Well, I definitely say start it, right? Because this is true for everything. I mean, when I started Spook, right, even though we had a what we thought was a novel idea, but there are so many startups, even in the podcasting audio world, there are a bunch of startups doing a whole bunch of different things, right? But you're still competing for funding, for talent, for everything, for advertising dollars, whatnot, right? So anything that you start is always going to feel like an uphill battle before you start taking the first step. So the most important thing is taking the first step. I think that podcasts have become today like what I guess blogs or social media profile was like 10 years ago, right? Like everybody, you just sort of have one, right? Like everybody has one. And then if you're really interested in growing and putting a little bit of time into it, you will start seeing your listenership or followership grow, right? But it's all about consistency. So I think, first of all, definitely start. Second of all, be consistent. Don't give up after one or two or five or even 10 episodes. Do it like for a year, right? Like do 50 episodes. And regardless of how many listeners you have, it doesn't matter, right? If you have 50 listeners, great. 50 people are actually listening to your content. And once you are more consistent, then you can start saying, hey, you know what? I love doing this. I've gotten into the groove. This is happening. I do have this podcast and I want to continue. Then you can start being like, how do I grow my audience? And there are a bunch of different ways. There are, there are free ways to do that. For example, you could add, invite guests to your podcast from another podcast, right? And you can do like a little, and then they might be more inclined to invite you on theirs, or you can do a little swap, right? Hey, you have a podcast that has a similar size audience and similar content, you can do shout outs. And then you can even do, I mean, what we see from our platform, if you have like, you know, a hundred bucks or a couple of hundred bucks and you want to spend a little bit of money, you can actually advertise on other podcasts. This is actually, this was surprising to us because we never thought about that, that a podcast would actually do that, but it's become really popular for them to go to our platform, look for similar shows 
and then advertise in those shows, right? And usually podcasts are happy to take these ads because if you only publish one episode a week, there's only so much. I mean, your audience is there. They're there every week, but you have six other days when you don't publish and you might actually help your listeners to get more value and more exciting content through promoting other podcasts. Um, and I love that idea. I just feel like that's such a, that's like so community building instead of comp- like worried about competition. It's yeah. just such a, it's more about building community and collaboration. I love that. Absolutely. And I think that really brings you a long way. I think one thing that I've learned about the podcasting community in general is it's, it's a very tight community. People are super open to helping one another, giving tips and giving shout outs. And it's just a very friendly community, at least for now, because I think it's still kind of in the beginning of this whole like commercialization and all that. So I hope that it will maintain that amazing sort of soul of good and going forward as well. We'll see. I mean, moving forward, what are you seeing coming down the pipeline in terms of like what we can anticipate with the growth of podcasts or just the industry in general or or the medium in general? I think everybody is going to have a podcast, right, in some shape or form. And it's, it means individuals, it means organizations, sports teams, it means companies, right? We already see all of these celebrities. I mean, everybody's getting into it. So I think it's kind of going to be like, you know, you have a website, you have a podcast, right? Like you have a social media presence, right? That's kind of synonymous. I think what's really fascinating is that because it's user-generated content, everybody's going to have an audience. The size of the audience is obviously differs depending on your topic, but you are going to have an audience, right? If you are interested in, you know, fly fishing, standing on your right foot, there's probably going to be a podcast <laughs> of like 20 enthusiasts are going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very niche. That's very niche. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's very, very exciting, right? So people, there's going to be something for, for everybody. I do think that going forward in the next two to five years, there is going to be a prevalent social media based on audio. And there are already companies doing that. And I'm not really referring to so much to Clubhouse because, and sort of, I don't even know how many people are on Clubhouse anymore, but I was not a huge fan of that concept. But I think really like a social media with user-generated content that's audio-based, I don't know what it's going to look like. It has to look different from just scrolling. I I have seen some apps actually that have just like, it's scrolling like voice notes and that's not a very exciting way to go about it. Like it can't work the same way Instagram does, right? It's a very different medium, but there is going to be something, right? And I think really, I mean, audio is such an intimate, it's kind of the very first form of communication, right? For thousands of years, people have spoken, right? And communicated verbally. So it's a very kind of intimate way of sort of delivering a message. And so I think that this medium is really here to stay especially now that everybody is on their phones and in front of the screens all the time. People just need a break from that, right? So listening to people and doing something, going for a walk, folding laundry, whatnot, it's just an amazing way to consume content, in my opinion. So I I, I do see like a very, very strong growth for both creation as well as opportunities for businesses and for, you know, monetization and so on. Oh, that's exciting. I love that. I think that's so true. It's like, Audio really connects unlike anything else, any other medium, really. That's powerful. So because my audience are female entrepreneurs, are there any podcasts you would recommend that we listen to or that you listen to that you love as a female entrepreneur yourself? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely so I can give a few. And I mean, some of them are more female focused and some of them are just like great, great podcasts. So one that I'm like obsessed about right now is called The Diary of a CEO. It's a very well-produced podcast. It's by actually a UK, so one of UK's 
top investors, but he's a young guy who has had his business, sold his business, became an investor, and is interviewing a whole bunch of top people, leaders, entrepreneurs, founders, athletes, whatnot, and really getting very candid with them about just a mindset, about goal setting, about everything. And they just, they started in UK and they now have a, a US edition. And he was interviewing like the top FBI's top hostage negotiator, right? Oh, it's it's fascinating. He's like amazing guest. So, so that's one. On the sort of female entrepreneur side, a podcast called Entrepreneurista. It's really cool. They also interview, they interview female founders in particular. Their stories from different sectors. Very, very interesting. If you are more into kind of startup life and want to hear more about that, there's a really cool podcast called Startup. Yeah, I remember listening to Startup it's an older one, actually. Gimlet Media, yeah. I don't, is it still around? I don't think that they do new episodes anymore, but it's just like a, a fascinating story into like how you raise funding and how you go through the hassles. And then obviously a very classic How I Built This by Guy Raz. And he's just like interviewing top entrepreneurs again, but they're getting very, very candid about their early times. And, and for me as a founder, it's just such an inspiring thing to hear that some of these top entrepreneurs struggled with like, hey, we didn't have any customers or like we couldn't figure this out or it took us like three years to actually find product market fit or whatever that might be, right? Because you as a founder always have these ups and downs almost on a daily basis when you're like, oh my God, this is so great. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what we're doing. So kind of understanding everybody's gone through it is is very satisfying in a way, right? Like you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. I mean, like what has been your, because kind of, you know, to, to curtail on that, what has been one of your biggest lessons that you had to experience at your entrepreneurial journey in terms of like the hardships or the challenges or things that were just not working out for you? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a lot, obviously, about mindset. I've kind of, I guess, approached it as like, there are other people that have done this, right? Like when I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. I'm always thinking about like, there are people who like lead countries. There are people who actually lead organizations. There are like athletes. There are like winning. I'm still just doing my thing. If they can do it, they have the same 24 hours, right? They're not superhuman, but they're focused, right? So like if they can do it, why can't I, right? I think oftentimes we'll look at some other people and put them on pedestal. Oh, this person has achieved this, right? Oh my God, but I'm not as smart or I'm not like as capable or whatever it is that you're saying you're not, but you are though, right? I mean, they were not born that way. They actually hustled their way through. That's kind of more in the mindset thing of I'm just reminding myself, like I'm, I am writing my own story. And every time there's like a hardship, I'm thinking, oh, this will make a fun chapter in my book or my whatever, right? Just to, to kind of pep myself. I think a little bit more of concrete, I guess, tip or something that I've really learned is when you start, there are a lot of people coming with advice. They're like, oh, I've done this or, oh, you should do this or this isn't going to work. Whatever their advice is, just literally forget about it. Don't, don't listen. Like don't <laughs> listen to, you choose your tribe, right? And it's very important to the people that you choose to listen to and everybody else literally could go to hell. Like it doesn't matter. You can, <laughs> you can let them say whatever and you say, thank you. And then move on, right? You cannot listen to everybody. And this was very hard for me in the beginning because you speak with a lot of different investors or people that have like started companies and sold 
but their story is different. They may be different industries, right? So whatever they're telling you to do or not to do, you need to decide who you listen to, right? So choose your tribe wisely. And I would honestly say, even though I understand that, of course, it's, it's always good to have feedback and have criticism and whatnot, but take it from the right people. Don't take it from the wrong people, from the naysayers, from Whoever who doesn't believe in you, don't take it from them. Somebody who believes in you says, you know what? I'm with you. Let's do this. And now I'm going to give you some criticism. Then take it because they're with you and they're just, they're giving you the truth. Everybody else, yeah, don't bother. And that's the one concrete thing that I've learned. (laughs) I love that. They can go to hell. That's my favorite (laughs) quote of yours right now, Tara, today. (laughs) Don't listen to them. They can go to hell. It's, but it's true because this is the thing too is that we always have to be careful because I talk a lot about there's so much contradictory information out there from all the business gurus, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, again, to go back to something you had said earlier about like number one, knowing your audience and then working on your own mindset and just really seeing what lands with you, what feels authentic to you, what doesn't. And I think that is so, so, so important because Otherwise, you're just going to be, you're going to be so scattered and your energy is going to be so frenetic. Um, if you're listening to everyone and trying to do all the things that it's just going to slow down your growth. I mean, are we going to make mistakes? 100%. Are we going to learn from them? Yes. And are we going to keep going? For sure. But I, I love that you said that, like, be careful who's kind of in your camp, who you invite into your camp, because that's so crucial. People who don't have any skin in the game it costs them nothing to give you advice, right? It costs them nothing. And listen, we all make mistakes and so do they, right? I mean, what makes their advice better than yours, right? So again, great, you can listen, but if this person is still going to sleep their nights tight, even if you fail, it costs them nothing to give you that advice. So like, be careful about about that, I think, and just try to take advice from people that actually have skin in the game. If they've invested in you or visited I'll work with you or in some other shape or form, they're really serious about wanting to support and see you succeed. Then take criticism, take anything from them, but everybody else, yeah. They can go to hell. They can go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So this has been incredible. I've just loved connecting with you. I feel like I could talk for a whole other hour. Um, We might have to have you back again another time. Where can listeners find you if they have any questions, if they want to learn more about Zvook? Absolutely. So Zvook, you can familiarize at Zvook.co and I'm sure you'll you'll write it somewhere. Yeah, I'll have it in the show notes. I'll have the link. Yeah. <laughs> so Zvook.co also on LinkedIn or Instagram. And then I'm very active on Instagram at Anna Ratala, as well as Twitter, same handle, Anna Ratala. So you can find me there. You can connect. Super happy to hear from anyone. And, you know, if you want to pop me a message or a question or anything, I'm super happy to to answer. I always try to make time. I love that you are like, start a podcast. Everyone should have a podcast. And I also love that, you know, people who just started like myself now can go to Zvook and help to build our podcast, help to monetize, you know, help to really connect with advertisers who want to connect with us, but otherwise wouldn't be able to find us. I love that. I think it's so powerful. So thank you. Well, thank you for being a part of the platform. We love it. We love our podcaster community and hope that we can grow it. And and we're very open to feedback from podcasters because those are the people that have skin in the game, right? So we love you. If you have any, anything that you want to share about the platform or we're super, super open to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest. My first guest. My first guest. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Thank you so much, Kelsey. It was so much fun. I love talking with you. And uh, yeah, hope to be back one day. 
Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Anna. And I look forward to connecting with everyone next time. Have a fantastic week and ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.